0: 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, For Jesus' sake. If I would ask you this morning as a congregation, do you believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ? I'd get a quick answer. Say yes. But if I came individually to each one and said, do you believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ? The answers would be slow in coming. Is is he Lord of all you are and have? Talking about everything now. We might have a very disturbing and revealing morning, if this was so, where we, each one, had to give an account in singing together bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all that's one thing but to do that in your own heart is another thing there's much misconception today abroad this idea that you accept Jesus as savior then at your convenience you receive him as Lord. Well, that's the lie of the devil. God's word teaches that Christ must be Lord. He is not Savior. And if you were to receive Him as Savior, then you receive Him as Lord because He is one person. Do not divide. The person of Jesus Christ, because of his offices that he holds, In fact that's impossible. God's word plainly teaches that Christ must be Lord to be Savior. He must be. There's a cheap, easy believism that does not receive and does not really believe that Jesus is Lord and I emphasize this over and over because it is so vital in our day this has been ignored you hear it but others do not and so I want you to sometime when you're going through the book of Acts now and you're looking at the word Savior begin to count and you'll wind up with about 24, 25 times it's used. and then take the word Lord and begin to count 433 times I believe God's trying to tell us something now that Jesus is Lord and we speak of him today with uttermost reverence until Jesus becomes your Lord until you bow to him and you come under his Lordship as a rule of your life you do not really know what Christianity is all about you might go through the motions of it but one of these days a shock will come and you will realize that you've been resting on sinking sand and not upon a rock, the rock Christ Jesus. Turn to Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Chapter 10 and verse 9. The Lordship of Christ is the confession of the Christian. Romans 10, 9. Back up to verse 8. But What saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which you preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now this is a confession of all who are saved. They confess Christ as Lord. And calling him Lord and really meaning this, you must have the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. And it's more than just repeating a word and saying Lord. But it's having Jesus take control of your life. In our day it's presented like this Uh, Saviorhood and Lordship are two different experiences that is not so according to the scriptures. They're one and the same They're one and the same You see when Jesus comes in he sits on the throne room of your heart And he begins to rule your life. And so the saviorhood of Christ and his lordship cannot be received on an installment plan. It must be all or nothing. You cannot receive the Lord with your fingers crossed and reservations in your heart about things that are in the Bible whether or not you're going to obey them. No one is saved who does not set out to obey what the Lord says. Are you listening to me now? And folks make out like that they're saved and they're not willing to do what the Lord says in this book. They're not saved. You're not to have any reservations on what God has said. And you cannot take Jesus on approval of whether or not you want him, you see. You either take him as he is or you do not take him. Be sure and understand that conversion that this takes place and that no one knowingly and willfully Christ as Savior and reject him as Lord and be saved no one what's his name Lord Jesus Christ the verse that we present so often to people when they come inquiring about salvation is Acts 16 and 31 turn over there (coughs) <coughs> i show you what's there and what's left out verse 30 you have the account here just before verse 30 of the conversion of the Philippian jailer and you'll notice in this chapter that God saves everybody alike but they have different experiences in coming to it I noticed in this chapter that a young boy was saved under Timothy. His name was Timothy and saved under Paul's ministry. You don't have no great fanfare taking place. He just heard the word of God and he was saved. And Timothy became a preacher, of course. And then, down at a prayer meeting, a woman was saved in this chapter and uh, it says at the prayer meeting that the Lord opened her heart Lydia was her name, seller purple and then uh, a young girl was saved not only a young boy, Timothy, and a lady by the name of Lydia but you have a young girl who was demon possessed saved in this chapter Experience a little different from the rest of them, but they all arrived at the same place, and so did the Philippian jailer that comes just before this. Except this man's experience was a little different, it's different from the young boy because the young boy didn't need a jailhouse being shaken down and that kind of experience but the jailer did and so you have it just before this question comes verse 30 and brought them out he brought out Paul and Silas and said sirs what must I do to be saved now what's the answer and they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ do you see that I could have read it like this like most folks do in our day I could have read believe on Jesus doesn't say that does it believe on the Lord Lord means master and owner when it's presented in scripture Believe on the Lord, the exalted, sovereign one, Jesus, the Savior, the saving one, and Christ, the anointed one. And each one of these names has meaning for us. And he says, thou shalt be saved and thy house. He said, if your house believes on the Lord, they'll be saved too. It's an individual matter. Here's what I'm saying. You cannot be saved on your own terms. Let me ask you now, what is the difference? Paul Renegar is a good friend of ours and this church and you. And Paul Renegar ministers in, in Italy. What is the difference? and somebody is a roman catholic coming to the confession box and confessing their sins in the confession box and then uh, the priest on the other side of the wall there saying your sins your sins have been forgiven What is the difference in that and somebody coming in a Protestant church like we have here and a Baptist church coming forward and falling on your face and forgiving yourself and going back to your seat? Are you listening now? Let me tell you, you cannot be saved on your own terms. I don't believe any man can forgive your sins the preacher McGuire can't I tell you that I got enough of my own you see I tell you only one that can forgive sins that's Jesus no one and you must be saved on his terms not on your terms and so This is the confession of all who are saved. This is the confession of the Christian now. The confessing Jesus as Lord is the confession of all Christians. That's number one. Turn now to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. It is the confession of the church. Colossians 2 Therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Now note the title's turned around a little bit, it's the same title. As you, there, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now here is the confession of the Church. Not only is lordship the confession of every uh, Christian, but it's the confession of the church. I'm talking about the church down through the centuries. Uh, many a believer has gone to their death as a martyr for the faith by simply refusing to say Caesar was lord. They refuse to say that said jesus is lord so caesar could not be lord and so they fed them to the lions in the Colosseum. they pulled them in two on a rack they put them behind the chariot and uh, hooked their feet to one and their head to another and they would pull them in two You ought to read uh, Fox's book of martyrs if you haven't read that. Gives personal accounts of what took place. And at one time, over fifty thousand Christians were killed in the name of religion by those who hated the fact that Jesus was their Lord. The confession of the church the church has always confessed that Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord and the apostle says as you have therefore received him as savior then walk in him walk in him he demands absolute loyalty Absolute loyalty. Absolute loyalty. Come in, Rick. Come on in and have a seat. We're in the middle of the service. The lordship of Christ was placed above that of Caesar. It was never Christ and. Because no one needs add anything to Jesus Christ the lordship of Christ was placed above Caesar it is Christ or it is never Christ and well when you received him it is not Christ and baptism it is not Christ and good works. It is not Christ and membership in the Spring Lake Baptist Church. It is not Christ and some money you might give to this church. It is Christ alone. Christ alone. The Lordship of Christ was placed above that of Caesar. Caesar. There's the second thing. The Lordship of Christ demands a clean break with the world. It demands a clean break. Americans are known for joining everything that comes along. We're great joiners, you know. If you give them a button, they join most anything that comes along. Now listen, you can't join Christ that way. You must make a clean break with the world. You must say, goodbye world, I'm going with Christ and his people. It must be a break between you and Christ. You not only come and receive him, the Bible talks about following him you say goodbye to sin and you follow him there's the third thing the lordship of Christ made believers disciples and witnesses the lordship of Christ made disciples believers and witnesses in fact we become all three at the same time somebody said I want to be a witness listen you are you be what you are you are a witness you are a citizen of heaven and you are in God's family and so be what you are be what you are now turn to Philippians chapter 2 Philippians chapter 2 The Lordship of Christ is the confession of the Christian. It's the confession of the church. It's the confession of all creation. Philippians chapter (coughs) 2 Here's the account of Christ humbling himself and coming down to this world. In verse 5, it reads like this, Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now notice, when Jesus, being in the form of God, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't think it was something worth grabbing after to become God. He's already God. Are you following me? Verse 7, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Now watch, he's coming down the ladder now. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now you come down the ladder from up here in glory, you're making, you're stepping down and coming down and coming down and coming down till you get to this earth. In this passage, then you come to verse nine. Wherefore, that is because of everything that's gone before. Because Jesus has done all of this, he has come down the ladder to where we are wherefore God also has highly exalted him God has set him back up the ladder now Lord watch it highly exalted him given him a name which is above every name let me tell you the sweetest name in this world it's the name of Jesus that's the sweetest name I know there's a hymn that goes like that the sweetest name, I know. Did you know when Jesus walked upon this earth, little boys, it was like the name John or Joe or, uh, or something else, that we named so many boys, John, take that as an example. Uh woman to have a child she'd name it Jesus another Jesus Jesus there was was little boys named Jesus all over why it meant Jehovah his name and her child in line with what she believed the Messiah was coming and Jesus takes the same name when he comes And God takes an ordinary name now among the boys in Palestine and he lifts that name above every name. Now you see the passage? Who today would name their children Jesus? Name those boys Jesus. See, that name has been lifted how ordinary and it's been lifted up exalted him given him a name which is above every name that it's the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth the underworld the underworld the demons and all the rest of it that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father did you know it's just a matter of time till men confess Jesus is Lord they can do it now willingly in their hearts or they can be made to do it when Jesus returns this earth they're going to do it. It's just a matter of time. He may have his foot set right on their head when they do it. See? But wouldn't it be better to do it now than to wait till then? Here's a confession of all creation. God raised him up. Here's the mighty token that he received this name and his work was finished. Up from the tomb here's a wondrous resurrection. Up to the skies here's the glorious ascension. Up to the throne here's a mighty power. This is what God thinks of his son. Not only did he raise him up, but he gave him a name which is above every name. Earthly name made sacred by God the Father. And the work of upon the cross and then the third thing God will require all creation to confess that Jesus is Lord he'll require this he's going to require this of all Christ alone deserves first place he's Lord he's the image of the invisible God He's firstborn from the dead. He's head of the church. He proceeds all in his priority. He exceeds all in his superiority. He succeeds all in his finality. He's Lord. He's master of the mighty. He's captain of the conquerors. He's head of the heroes. He's the overseer of the overcomers of the legislators he's governor of governors he's king of kings he's lord of lords he has all power and authority he's honor the word lord means honor he didn't sign his name in the sunset but he's honor he didn't carve his initials in the mountains but he's honor He didn't put a laundry mark in the meadows but he's owner He didn't put his brand upon the cattle of a thousand hills but he's owner He didn't put a copyright upon the songs of the birds but he's owner and not only does it mean owner, it means master master, absolute ruler Born in Bethlehem, brought up in Nazareth, baptized in Jordan, tempted in the wilderness, performed miracles by the roadside, healed multitudes without medicine and without charge. Do you note that? Without medicine and without charge. He died yonder at Calvary. Three days later he got up from the grave and came out through the ages have tried to reach his power and tried to destroy his power. If you're going to destroy him, what's you going to use for power? If you try to destroy him by fire, he will not burn. (laughs) If you try to destroy him by water, he'll walk on it. If you try to uh, put him a tempest and a storm he'll stand up in the boat and say be still and the winds and the waves will lay down at his feet if you try to destroy him by law he's honest people are honest enough to say I find no fault in him if you crucify him he'll pray for those who are crucified if you put him in the tomb he'll rise again If you try to ignore him, he'll stand at the heart's door and knock. He's Lord. He's Lord. I'm saying to you, Jesus is Lord. He's a pearl from the paradise. He's a gem from the glory land. He's time's choices theme. He's life's strongest cord. He's light's clearest ray. He's Lord. There are four different ones I want to give you now. And the message is through. Number one, there are those who neither call him Lord nor do the things he says. Second, there are those who call him Lord but do not the things, he says. Three, there are those who do not call him Lord, but do the things, he says. Four, there are those who both call him Lord, and do the things. Father, we're grateful this morning for the message that Jesus is Lord. Thank you that he is Lord, that he's in control, that he's seated on the throne, that he controls this whole world. And God, we pray for everyone that's present this morning, for every adult, every young person, for every boy and girl that's present. Pray that they will realize that Jesus Christ is Lord and they must reckon with him about this very thing for he is Lord. God speak to our hearts we pray in Jesus name. Amen.